Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What do you want a da-da-da? What do y'all want a da-da-da? I have not a da with a da-da-da. We could switch to Progressa da. Oh yeah. We could switch to Progressa and Sa. Mkaw. We could Sa and have to buy some Za. Oh yeah. Let's switch to Progressa da and get some Za with the money we saw. Yeah. Now we know we're gonna da da da. These days, nothing is normal and everything is weird. But you could still save big when you switch to Progressive. It might just be the most normal thing you da to da. Quote to da at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Ghost in the Night with Phil Sams. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Ghost in the Night, a hauntings and paranormal podcast. I'm your host, Phil Sams. Thank you for joining me for episode number 13. And in this episode, you're going to want to stick around. I have an interview with Annie McColl. She's a blogger, and her blog is called The Ghosts That Know Me. It, she is fascinating. I really enjoyed talking to her. She has some great stories that she shared on the podcast, which you can find on her blog. So be sure to listen to the podcast, check out her blog, and let me know what you think. Be sure you can follow her at ghost underscore no underscore me. That's her Twitter handle. Check her out. Follow her there. That's where I follow her at. So she's well worth following and she's well worth checking out her blog. Before we get to the actual conversation, don't forget to subscribe to my YouTube channel. We do videos of every podcast. We do some highlights of investigation videos. It's really cool. I think you're going to like it. Be sure to subscribe. Be sure to comment, interact with us. If you have a ghost story you want to tell on the podcast, be sure to reach out to me. You can do that on Twitter. My Twitter handle is at night underscore ghost, or you can go to philsams.com and Hit the contact us page. Let me know what your what your story is, and we'll see what we can do. Hopefully, we can get you on the podcast, set something up. So, stick around and listen to Annie talk. You'll love it. I guarantee it. Here we go. All right, on the line we have a blogger from Florida, and her blog is called Ghosts That Know Me. Now, I'm with Annie McCole. How are you doing tonight? I'm very good. How are you doing? Oh, just lovely. Um, so, you have a blog. How long have you been blogging? Just this year. Just this year? Yes. How exactly? And given the title of your of the blog, it's obviously a paranormal type blog. So, hence why you're on this show, I guess. Um, how did you get started in paranormal blogging? Well, I write another blog called Moosey to Goosey that's about luxury and lifestyle. And um, I was having a lot of paranormal experiences, and they really picked up after the death of some of, deaths of some of my friends. And I was constantly telling people spooky stories. And, you know, you get the eye roll, and you get the, oh, yeah, she's crazy. And I decided to throw it into something to write about because writing is just my passion. And I figured there would be people that 
found the stories good, either for entertainment or if they believed in the paranormal. So that's how I got started, and it just really kind of took off, and people really enjoy it. So I enjoy writing it every week. That's great. Um, Now, I'm assuming that you have had a lot of paranormal experiences in your past. I know you believe you lived in a haunted house at one time, correct? Yeah, when I moved into the house, everybody was telling me my parents had bought this haunted house, and I just didn't believe at that time. I was very, I had had experiences, but I was skeptical. And one night I was up late, and somebody was on the computer. I thought it was my stepfather, and I said, Hey, what are you doing? Because it was like 3 a.m. And um, the, he looked over his shoulder and got up and walked into the kitchen. And the next day, I said to my stepfather, what were you doing on the computer at 3 a.m.? And he said, what do you mean? And I said, you were on the computer at 3 a.m. He said, no, I wasn't. And I said, I saw someone. I saw a person. And, you know, it was like a shadow figure. And um, it looked like a man. So he said, well, you know, the funny thing is, I turned that computer off. And this was back, this was back in, like, 1996. He said, I turn that computer off, and every time I come home, that computer is back on again. And I don't know why. And and there were other parts of the house, like you would just feel like you shouldn't be in certain rooms at, late at night. And um, my friends kept telling me that the house was burned down, that every house that was there burned down. And I just blew it off, and about a year later, I moved to Florida, and my friend called me, and he said, I told you that house burned down. And... Um, so I guess uh, there was an old, older man that had lived there, and and my parents had, had said that, uh, you know, old Doc must have liked our family because, you know, our, our house was fine while we were there, and we didn't have a lot of problems, so. Huh. That... But it was definitely, there was definitely something there. <laughs> right, yeah, especially one that likes technology. I've, you know, of course, you know, my kids would always blame you know, if I, they played that ghost trick on me on the computer, I'd probably be looking at something they weren't supposed to. Oh, it was the ghost doing it. Uh-huh, sure it was. But, <laughs> um, so how did you come up with the name, The Ghost That Knows Me? Because I really was a skeptic in the paranormal. I had had experiences, blue moth. I, I, I have a video on Max Paranormal um, about two experiences I had where my friends told me that I was seeing ghosts, and I didn't believe them. Um, I would make so many excuses for the experiences. And then my close friends had passed away. And the things that happened afterwards, um, it it became impossible not to believe because um, just it had to do directly with friends that knew that I had seen ghosts before. Hmm. And um, the experiences were tied in. And um, that's, how now I, I know that some of the ghosts and I have dreams and sometimes I have visions of things that will happen and those those people will talk to me in my dreams and tell me different things and um so yeah I found out some of the ghosts at my house they kind of know me quite well um now you went to uh Ohio University what university did you go to I went to Ohio University in Athens Ohio okay I'm just not too far. Matter of fact, I've been there before. I've spent some time there on a Friday night before. Um, what kind of, uh, now, Athens, or Ohio University, I should say, does have uh, kind of a reputation for having some haunted locations. 
what exactly, where exactly did you have any experiences there? And if so, what kind of um, encounters did you have? Um, well, I was talking to one of my college friends a couple, about a month or two ago, and they were reminding me that I would always see my grandmother. And my grandmother had attended that university, and so I had my uncle and my aunt who are still alive. But my grandmother had um, not told me that she attended the university until after I accepted my admission. admission. And she was very proud because she was one of the first um, groups of women that had graduated from there. So um, I kept having experiences seeing her. And I, at this time, it didn't even stick in my mind. My friend had to say that I kept telling him that I had seen her in the hallway. And um, I lived in Washington Hall, which is a supposedly haunted dorm. You hear marbles or something dropping all night long. Um, it's the weirdest noise. It's, they can't explain what it is. And um, we uh, had a, a room that they couldn't put occupants in because it uh, somebody had, I guess I read later that somebody had killed themselves or something in the room and um, they people had had experiences. So they had stopped having uh, students live in the room and that was actually like three or four doors down from um, my room um, but other than that I didn't have a lot of experiences I think I was just kind of oblivious to it at the time I was really caught up in going to school and partying and right. that kind of thing right um, so has the paranormal experiences kept going on as you've went through your adult life yeah, um, when I got to Florida, I started having experiences, and two of those are the ones that are in the Max, Max Paranormal uh, YouTube video called The Haunting of Annie Cole. Um, I had actually seen a sea siren, and I almost walked off the flybridge of a boat to oh. because it was beckoning me, come here, come here, and I just kept walking. My friend grabbed me, and, was, and I was saying that, you know, well, she's right there, and um, I had another experience where I was in a, a really old um, bar restaurant and I was joking around about the people in the room. And the funny thing was, the next day my friend said that all these people that I was joking about had different time period caught, like outfits on. So he thought that I was able to see ghosts. At this time, I blew it off. I kept thinking, oh, well, we had drinks at dinner or something like that. But then um, as I, as um, this, past couple years I've had a lot of experiences where people have been in the house with me or things have happened when I am at work to people that are that are at home at my home then I had one experience at work with people at work we were playing with like a ghost app and um words came up about something about a car and a candle and all these things and then I, I had the app in the drawer and a few minutes later this girl launches into a story she starts telling out the, telling the story I pull out the ghost app, and we were done. It's, everything that was in her story was in the words on the ghost app. Wow. So we've actually, like, sometimes they, my friends will say, I'm haunted, that the ghosts follow me. But sometimes when I'm at work, the ghosts like to freak everybody out in my house. <laughs> and um, <laughs> then then I'm, then I'm like, really? Are you? No, it wasn't ghosts. It wasn't ghosts. But then everybody else convinced for them for that evening. So, I mean, so I take it you have a lot of material that you can use for your blog, or do you kind of go out searching for kind of material with your, the paranormal material to keep on writing, or you kind of still have a lot in the tank that you can still talk about on the blog? 
I have a lot to talk about because I started with the stories that came from my childhood. So I started out and I, I keep the blog entries very short so you can keep, right. you know, keep, keep reading. But at the same time, um, I, as I, ha- as my friends have passed away, I have started to have, um, kind of like more things happen. Like I never had dreams and I always had nightmares, but I never had dreams and like visions in my dreams that would tell me things to look out for, things to worry about or, um, you know, something that might happen. That started becoming like happening a lot in the past, like six or eight months. And then also I, um, I have never gone on any paranormal investigations. I don't really visit a lot of haunted places. I mean, I've been to museums here in Florida just for, you know, to see the sites, but I've never sought out paranormal experiences. They've just kind of happened. And, um, it's something that runs in my family. Um, my cousins do some psychic work and, um, things have happened, things happen to them too. Hold on just a minute. I have a call. Okay. Okay. Sorry. It was beeping. Um, yeah. So, so things happen, um, to my relatives too. And, um, so I haven't really sought out experiences, but. I hear Ohio is a very haunted place, and I'm moving there December 1st. So, Yeah, well, when you get up here, let me know, and maybe uh, I can just let you come with one of uh, the group that I kind of go on some of my inv- investigations with. You know, they would love to have you and see what you experience there. Now, do you have any kind of – are you sensitive, or do you pick up on spirits fairly easy that you think? Or do you, do you think you're an actual empath or have any kind of psychic ability? I think I definitely have psychic ability that I have not honed in, like, on, and I haven't tried to develop. And so now it's something, like, I'm interested in developing, but I think I naturally have a really, like, heightened sense of intuition. I have the ability to hear ghosts talk to me, um, sometimes when I see them, sometimes when I don't see them. Um, You know, after I did the last podcast I did, I walked out of the room because I hide from my dogs while I'm doing a podcast. And I walked out of the room, and some this woman goes, "Oh, Annie, it's you!" And I didn't. I, I, her image came to my mind. I knew what she looked like. I didn't recognize her voice. I was freaked out. I was the only one home. Left all the lights on, right. and was afraid to go to sleep that night. And then the next day, um, my husband's mother told me her friend has been visit her uh, friend that had passed away had been visiting her in her dreams. Really. And yeah, and I was scared because I didn't know this woman. Why is she talking to me? I don't, I don't know what to say. Right. So, um, yeah, and that's kind of whenever, whenever something happens to you at home, especially alone, even, you know, and I'm not, I go out looking for it for spirits and ghosts. And even when something, I, my home now is kind of, I have a little bit of activity. And there's been times, you know, I've been going to bed, you know, and I, Nobody's here with me 95% of the time. So, you know, turn off all the lights and go to bed and, you know, things will start moving. I've had some activity. I've got some EVPs here. But when you're in your own home and you're alone, I don't care how big, bad, and tough you think you are, you can get kind of shaken pretty easy when you hear an unexplained knock or something. I remember it was about two weeks ago, my uh, reading glasses were on the bedside table. When I was just laying in bed watching television, half asleep, and something fell. It was my glasses. So I said, okay, well, 
I didn't know exactly where they were, so I put them back on the table, but kind of moved them, you know, more toward the center. I said, okay, maybe it just fell off, you know, something rattled or something. So it wasn't five minutes later, went back to watching television, they fell again. And I just, I went, really? Come on. I got to go to bed in five minutes. Can you just leave me alone for tonight? You know, but it kind of freaks you out when you're home alone and you don't know exactly what's going on and who's there with you. Yeah, I had a friend that showed up one night and I didn't know they had passed away. And it really shook me up and I had really bad insomnia for months until I figured out what was, what that he had passed away and what was going on. Um, I actually left like all the lights in the whole uh, living room and dining room area on every single night because I didn't want to see him again. Because I didn't, I kind of recognized him and I thought I knew who it was, but I didn't know why because I didn't know that he had passed. So it was, it really bought, shook me up for a couple months. Okay. Yeah. That, I mean, that, whenever you have that kind of traumatic, you know, it's, it can play with your mind and really make things difficult for you to kind of focus. And especially if you have any kind of, you know, abilities like what you you seem to have and you just haven't honed yet, that can really weigh on your mind and kind of make things really stressful. I can see why you had insomnia there for a while. Yeah, and I kept feeling like one night I felt somebody grab, like shaking my arm and I swatted. I thought, it, I thought it was my husband and I swatted and there was nothing there. And I woke up and I'm like, but then once I realized, once I found out what had happened to my friends, um, then I didn't have that problem anymore. I, the insomnia went away. I was able to sleep. Right. I guess uh, he was just trying to tell me. Just trying to let you know what's going on. Okay, let's. Why don't you tell me your? I don't whether it's something you've written about or your plan. If you don't want to, you know, spoil something that you're getting ready to write about about write about. Why don't you tell me the? I, how should I say this? The scariest or most terrifying encounter that you've had to this date. Oh, um, well, there, the, the one where my friends kept, when I saw him, I, when I saw him, he was in a black robe, a hooded robe, and he was pointing at something and he was dirty and his hair was wet and scraggly. And when I first saw him, like I was scared. I had never seen a ghost like that or anything that looked like that ever in my dreams or anything and so I started googling it like looking up and looking it up and um I I this is why I had the insomnia well my cousin who works as a psychic said that I had a haunted object in my home and she described it she said it was something inside a jewelry box and jewelry box was in a in a weird shape shape but she couldn't tell like what the shape was so she said well you're gonna find it and for some reason you're going to find it somewhere where you didn't put it. So months went by. I had the insomnia real bad. I was scared of leaving all the lights on. And I, because um, when I leave the lights on, I don't have as many, I don't see it. I don't see the ghost as much when the lights, if, if it's dark, I see more, more, um, more things. So I, I left all the lights on, was been sleeping. And I started cleaning one day and I found this jewelry box. And I opened the jewelry box and inside was a rock. And my friend was kind of a career criminal and had been had been in and out of prison 
And when I was in a real desperate situation and needed a place to stay, he had let me sleep on his couch. And so I could save up my money to get back to my this area and get get an apartment. But I needed, you know, the first and last and everything. So I got back here and about, I, I had some bad experiences. I, I couldn't fix my life, got everything. I quit drinking, you know, got everything straightened out. Everything was going well. And he contacted me and he had just gotten out of prison again for violating probation. He wanted to see me and he, he was just driving through town. He wanted to stop by. And I said, no, no, you know, like I've, I've had uh, a lot of things happen. And I just, I can't deal with it right now. I, I'll, I'll see you later. Um, but I, I want to see you later, but I just can't right now. I can't handle it. And he said, I totally understand. I'm so glad you quit drinking. Um, you know, can I send you something? And I said, yes. And so he, a couple of days later, I knew he wouldn't just show up. So I gave him my address. This package shows up. And I opened it up, and there was a long letter. And it was saying the nice things that anyone has ever said to me about how I deserve such a great life, and I'm such a nice person. and all these nice things. And he had said that he went to this, um, you know, a spiritual store and bought this rock and it was a, a snake and it symbolized rebirth from, for my new life. And, um, you know, he had said just contact him when, when I was feeling better. So I don't know what happens to the letter. I don't know if I still have it or not, but the rock I always kept and I put it in this jewelry box and the jewelry box had a turtle on the top. That's why it was the odd shape. My, my cousin was seeing the odd shape. So I, I've had this, uh, since 2007. And every, as I thought back, every time I put this jewelry box somewhere, it, it would, I would avoid that place for some reason. I don't know why. I would avoid, like, uh, when it was in front of the mirror, I'd avoid looking in the mirror. When it was in the living room, I'd avoid going there at night. When it was in, um, you know, other places I'd get odd feelings about the places that it had sat, but I had always kept it because it was something meaningful that my friend had given to me. So I got kind of freaked out because my cousin had said that this was this haunted object and, you know, I had seen this figure and it kind of looked like this person. So I threw it away. I know. Why did I throw it away? I don't know. Obviously I'm skeptic in the paranormal and I haven't seen enough horror movies, <laughs> but about you know, six, eight months later, I'm cleaning out my closet and I move my belt and, you know, those racks with scarves and belts and I move it. And there on the shelf in the back of my closet is the jewelry box with the rock inside. Mm. I was, I was just, I don't know how it got there. I remember putting it in the trash can. So I took it out. I put it on my bookcase in my living room and, um, a couple of times I took it out and, um, you know, my friends and I were talking about it. Did not have good good experiences when it's out of the jewelry box. So I started using the the ghost app, and um, it started telling me one night I was watching like ghost adventures, and it said something, and I thought, hey, you know, I should Google this friend again. Maybe I should, you know, reach out to him because I I didn't know he had passed, and. I had Googled this friend probably 10, 15 times and seen the same results. And this time, the first artic- the first hit was a article, a news article. So I opened up the article. He had committed a very bad crime. He had been put in jail for uh, attempted murder, but nobody had gotten hurt, but he got charged with attempted murder. He was saying that he had had some psych issues at the time and 
they put him in a special ward and he hung himself oh. in prison. And so then the, you know, a couple of days later, a week later, I was on the, the ghost app and it said hung purgatory. And it started making jokes at me, telling me something I did that day, telling me I ain't no saint. And, um, you know, I was like, that's really weird. So then I'd go on the ghost app a couple of days later. It would say hung purgatory. And I just feel like that is just really bizarre. And it kept doing that. So finally I said, hey, Jay, I get it. I get it. I saw the news article. You hung yourself in jail. It's okay. You're with me. Everything's fine. You're going to be happy. You'll stay with me. And after that, didn't have any problem hmm. with that spirit anymore. And um, so it was just very odd. Uh, it was it was a scary experience. To, and I still have the objects, and I'm moving to Ohio next week. And honestly, I really think I'm going to nail the jewelry box and the, and the rock because I don't think I want to drive all the way across the country with that in my car. Yeah. So... <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's, especially when, you know, you basically get, tried to get rid of it and it came back, you know, but that's fairly common. I mean, really, I've heard several stories of um, objects like that, you know, people losing them or actually trying to get rid of them. And next thing you know, it's right back where either they had it or it pops up somewhere else in the house. So it's kind of weird how that you can't explain that. I mean, I don't care how skeptical you are. If that happens to you, it'll make a believer out of you pretty quick. Yeah. Yes, it did. So, um, the, then after that, I, I, some of my friends would say, you know, there was a, a, a feeling like when I would come in the house or when I would leave. And my husband once said, he said, you know, I think you're haunted. And I said, why? And he said, because there's this feeling sometimes when you come home and there's a feeling when you leave like something is following you like something's with you but then there's been times that um he has said he doesn't believe in the paranormal and while I'm at work um things happen that scare him like purposely scare him and he thinks that it's that friend um that Jay doesn't like that he doesn't believe right so yeah, but it's not it's not uncommon, I should say, for you know people to have their own personal hauntings. I mean, I my I think my mother is actually. I mean, every growing up, I lived in probably out of eleven places that I lived, and I think I even talked about it on the podcast at one point. But probably three or I'm just trying to think one two four of them had activity, including the place I'm at now. But you know, we had a or I should I didn't know this till later my mother had a friend that was a medium you know not by occupation or anything he just had that ability and they were sitting at the house in the playing cards whatever they do and i guess he said something about there's somebody standing in the hallway and he described her aunt to a t i mean it was you know i don't know whether it's her guardian angel or what but we would even hear a music box and it was her music bo- music box at that particular house, and it's kind of weird, you know, how they can attach to a, a person, especially, I understand family members, but uh, when it's a, just a random spirit or a good friend, you think, you know, maybe they'd hopefully would move on, but you never know, I guess. 
Yeah, well, um, one of my friends had told me because they had heard, well, Jay actually had known that I had had experiences. Mm -hmm. And then my other friend that kind of does things around the house, he, I, I told him about the jewelry box before he passed away. And he said, I believe you. And when I die, I'm going to haunt you because you will always know I'm there. Right. And that kicked off a whole bunch of other experiences that I'm currently writing about. Really? You know, that's, you know, yeah, he's always around, (laughs) you know, people joke around about that. You know, you always hear somebody say, well, I'll come back and haunt you. But, you know, know, I've always wondered, you know, how much control do you have over that? I mean, uh, but stories like that, you know, maybe there is some control in where you spend your afterlife, I guess. So who knows? Yeah, they, uh, sometimes some of my dreams, I, I, it's a whole nother episode to talk about my dreams, but some of the things that I, I find out in my dreams, um, it just, I don't, I don't understand how it happens. It's not, I can't find an explanation for it. And, um, it seems like there's definitely an afterlife that, uh, we don't really completely understand and i think it might be better than we realize it seems like they have a lot more freedom than we right than we realize they do because that's one thing i've always wondered you know there's a every you know ghost hunting or especially the i don't want to say amateur ghost hunters but all the ghost hunting groups they and youtube's full of them you know you always seem going to cemeteries i'm like really when i die if i'm wasting my time in a cemetery where my body is most of us have body issues anyway. Why in the hell would we want to stay at a cemetery with our body when we're spirits and we can go pretty much anywhere? It's like a license to travel. <laughs> I'm like, it'd be a waste of time for me to stay. I'd be, I'd, that would be, I'd be demonic at that point. If I have to spend my afterlife at a cemetery where my body is, I'm going to be one pissed off ghost. Yeah, that's true. Now we, you've mentioned them a, a few times and this is kind of, Leading into, I was going to talk about this on other podcasts. I've been playing it for about a month because I've had some experience and used them. These ghost apps, I have a complete and total love-hate relationship with them. But it seems like you've got some really compelling and credible um, usage out of them. I mean, I personally have never, I take that back. One time I got something that was relevant. Because I downloaded. Well, I've had. Go ahead. I've had them, like, try to show me how much they know. It's like, come on, you guys are show-offs. Like, they'll name every single one of my friends and their fr- and their children and their cousin and their aunt. And it's, it, and it's not even, like, it, it'll <laughs> name, like, somebody and their son and their aunt all at one time. And then I'll ask the person, like, who's this? Who's this? And they're like, oh, yeah, that's, that's, my, that's my aunt's name. And that's my – and they're not people that I know or people that are in my phone. So it's like – this can't be a gimmick where like they take your your information off your phone or you off your Google and like generate it. Right. It's just uh really odd. But at times I have a love hate relationship with it too because sometimes you get nothing. Sometimes you get such random words and they don't mean anything to you, so you get really frustrated. Right. That um, you know. Because I was on an investigation we uh not too long ago. We went to uh, Thornhaven Manor in Indiana, which had been on Ghost. If you're a fan of Ghost Adventures, they did an episode there. So I was so looking forward to that. As a matter of fact, I did a podcast episode where I kind of 
and dogged it a little bit because I didn't have any experiences there. We had, I had downloaded that app, and since I wasn't getting any kind of experience, I didn't have any kind of, I'm not an empath or a medium at all. I don't, I mean, but I can sense a heaviness in the air if in an active place. I mean, I wasn't even getting that pit in your stomach you get in a, in a place that you perceive as dangerous or haunted or whatever. So I kind of started goofing off with the ghost app. And, you know, we were getting some weird things, but nothing was relevant. So when I got home later on that, or that the next day, I kind of said, well, yeah, let me, because the one I have, I don't know which one you you use, but the one I have has an EMF detector, you know, and has the voice, the words, and then has like an EVP kind of thing going on. So I said, okay, let me see this EMF detector. So I put it by my box and it, you know, the utility, or yeah, the fuse box. And it didn't, you know, that thing should be spiking like crazy Nick right up against the fuse box. Nothing. So I was like, well, these can't be that credible if, you know, it, the MF part is a load of crap. So how credible is the voice, the word bank? I mean, I don't know. I mean, I've heard stories like yours. And even the first time I saw somebody use it, um, we were with a, a group and we had a guide. It was a kind of a location where they didn't want you just roam freely. You had to have somebody with you at all times. And he was, you know, he'd done some investigating and he didn't believe. I talked to him after it was over. We were talking and by the end of the night, you know, I, I noticed that he was actually using the app. I was like, I talked to him because when I first saw somebody use the app, I was super skeptical. I was like, this is a waste of my time if you're going to use a, you know, a free phone app to investigate. But as I was talking to him, he we were in one location and somebody was, you know, they were asking questions and the lady who was using the app, he was kind of standing next to her and she would kind of say out what it was saying. And it said a name. And to come to find out, as I was talking to him after it was kind of we were done, and I asked him, why would you start? I thought you were kind of you were kind of crapping on it earlier, but why are you using it now? He said, in that particular part of the tour or the place, there had been a, a husband and wife that got married, and they got actually married there. And they just got divorced. And I guess two of the words that came across while we were in that location where those people got married was his name and the word divorce. So I was like, oh, well, maybe there's something to this. Yeah, well, one day I had the na- a name come over and um, it was when I was having a real rough time in my life and I had a name come over. I thought it was talking about my, my relative because right. it was a common name. And then a co- about a couple weeks later, this person contacted me from my hometown and I started talking to them and they helped me through a really difficult time, <laughs> completely changed my life. And, um, that I think was around the same week. I started, I was getting ready for work. I was brushing my hair, drying my hair and it said, brush, let me do that. And I'm like, well, that's a little weird. <sighs> like it was talking about my hair. It was talking about my brush. Let me brush your hair and things like that. And then it said, um, uh, an, a, a letter. And I was like, that's weird. It doesn't usually say a letter. It usually says a word. And then it said a number. And 
later that day, the person texted me, and in the text, I realized that that was the letter was the nickname for their kid. And then I was like, well, what's this number? What's this number? And they said, oh, I don't know. I don't know that number. And I was like, oh, yeah, see, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. So then a couple months passed, and I start looking at some photos online, and the kid's baseball number was that number. So I asked a friend, what in the world? I asked you what this number was. And he says, oh, I don't know. He he picked that number out of thin air. I I have no idea why that's his, his number. <laughs> and I was just like, I I was just like that. I, I don't know why. I mean, I didn't even know the person when when it started giving me information. Um, so there was no way it was like, you know, stored in my phone or I even manipulated it in any way. Like, I didn't know that. So. And who knows whether or not that, because I, I always thought like you, you know, they're reading your, you know, it's your phone, they're reading it, you know, I can type something in Google and five minutes later be on Facebook and I'm getting ads about it. So I was, I was like, how much, you know, are they looking at my phone list and throwing out names that are on my phone list or whatever? But who knows? I mean, hopefully, I've, I hope it's that easy where you can get an app on phone and actually get some credible evidence or experiences with those that things but who knows it's a crapshoot i guess yes true okay so where can i know what's the name the or i'm sorry not what not what's the name um where can they find your blog my blog is on blogspot it's ghost at, the ghost that know me dot blogspot.com and then I'm also on Twitter. I post my um, links to my blog entries on Twitter at ghost that ghost know me. It's ghost underscore no underscore me. Yeah, she is definitely a good follow on Twitter. I that's pretty much how we connected on Twitter. We I follow her and she follows me, and she, she's definitely worth following there. And I have recently, since we started talking, you know, and we were setting up this interview, read quite a few of her blogs it's well worth the read so head on over there and check them out and now do you do any kind of i know you said you were did some youtube videos but were they somebody else's you did for them or do you do them yourself too no i don't do youtube videos myself i did a youtube video for max paranormal and um he has some yeah he has some really good videos about haunting haunted places and people that have been haunted and the video on there is called um, The Haunting of Annie Cole. So, so be sure to check that out, and I'll put a link to that. If you before, uh, send me the links to all that, to that particular video, and I'll be sure to include in the show notes. Okay, and also I am moving to the southeastern Ohio area, and I've never been on a paranormal investigation, but I'm interested. So if anybody out there, um, you know, is interested in taking me along or, um, taking me to any haunted places, you know, just uh, contact me on Twitter. That sounds like a plan. And if you, if you're really serious, um, I know you said you're moving the first. Yes, the first. So you'll be up. Are you going to be here the first, or you're leaving the first? I'll be traveling. I'm driving up there, so okay. probably well, by the, the third, fourth, fifth. Well, if you if you want to go on an investigation, we actually have an investigation planned. Um, at I don't know if you've heard about it at Ross Opera House in it's in Cynthia oh. it's in Cynthia Kentucky which I'm out of Cincinnati which is you know it's just not too it's probably about an hour away from me 
you know, into into Kentucky. But, you know, you're more than welcome to come. I will I will talk to the rest of the guys and tell them that uh, if you want to come, you come. And it's a good location. This is the second time I've been there. And, you know, you can YouTube. There's plenty of YouTube videos on this place. There's a lot of activity there. So far, it's probably my favorite location that I've investigated at that. At that. So we're going the 8th. So if you want to go to that, you just let me know a little later. If you're settled in with the move and everything. All right. Well, thank you so much for inviting me. I'm really excited to get back to Ohio. Oh, it's a lovely place, especially in the wintertime. <laughs> yes, of course. All right. So, everybody, run and check her out on Twitter, on her blog post or her blog page. It's well worth the read. And, Annie, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thank you so much. All right. Take care. All right, there you have it. That was Annie. She is very fascinating. Like I said, I hope you enjoyed it as much as I enjoyed talking to her. Be sure to follow her blog, Ghost That Know Me. Follow her on Twitter, at ghost underscore no underscore me. She's well worth it. I hope you enjoyed it. Hopefully, I have her on again, again sometime, and hopefully, maybe she'll even be able to go on that investigation with us. You never know. So, till next week, take care. Progressive presents an interview with your upstairs neighbor. My name's Barry. I live right above you. I don't host parties. I host after parties. They're like parties, only louder and nobody goes home. You can see right here I ripped out all the carpeting because it was holding me back with my pogo stick. Man's got a pogo. Oh, I'm a prankster. I'll grease up a soda can and then when somebody grabs it, boom! <laughs> Progressive can't save you from your upstairs neighbor, but we can save you money when you bundle renters and auto insurance with us. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations. Your favorite things feel made for you. Your education should, too. University of Maryland Global Campus, formerly University of Maryland University College, was made to serve the military and working adults like you. Today, we continue that tradition by offering frequent start dates so you can get started with convenient online learning that fits your schedule, by recognizing your accomplishments with credits you can earn for what you know, by providing no-cost online resources replacing most textbooks because a college education can fit your budget too, and with no SAT or GRE required for most programs. University of Maryland Global Campus, made for you. Learn the latest skills to get moving and get ahead. Earn an undergraduate or graduate degree or certificate from the university that's been a pioneer in online learning for over 20 years. Classes start February 17th. Learn more at umgc.edu. That's umgc.edu. Certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV.